0: Integrative approaches to treating complex health concerns like diabetes, Lyme's, Hashimoto's, Crohn's, adrenal fatigue, mental, emotional, and spiritual health, cancer prevention, early cancer detection, integrative cancer treatments, and so much more. Through the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast, we hope to provide cutting-edge, science-based information you can use to create a happier and healthier life for you and your loved ones. Okay, well Liliana, welcome back to the Be Perfectly Healthy podcast and today we're having a little bit more of an existential discussion on reflecting on the past year, New Year's resolutions and so let's, you know, let's start with 2020 has been rough for everyone, no matter who you are, where you are, where you live. And I think there's so many people who are just having this kind of sentiment of like, look, let's just close the book on this, forget it, move on. I don't even want to spend another second in 2020. And I wanted to ask you, why is it important that we do still spend time reflecting on this year?
1: Uh, Well, that's a really good question because so many people do just want to bury their head in the sand and then just kind of look at it as a restart. And restarts are beautiful, but what did we learn from this last year? And so I always say, if you think of yourself kind of like one of those power speedboats, right? And there's designated areas where you can go fast and slow. And so if you're not mindful and you're going faster in an area that you should, if you turn around to look at your wake and you see that what it's actually causing in terms of the ripples or people that are on their, you know, uh, let's just say their paddle boards, you know, all of a sudden they're not able to stay on their paddle boards because of the wake that you're creating. So it's important to look back at your life and just say to yourself, okay, all of the chaos that's happened, how has it affected me? How did I allow my, un- to be unmindful in regards of navigating my own life to create a lot of stress around me? Because this is what's happened is that you've got this confined environment And face it when anybody is um, um, squeezed in life you know this is where all of their I would say their disowned self comes out right because all of a sudden they're in a situation um, that they're not growing and they're not expanding and this confinement has caused So many issues, but it's wonderful because there are opportunities for growth. And so Mm. I always just say, everything that's uncomfortable, there's an opportunity to say, you know, how could I make this situation better, or how long do I want to last feeling uncomfortable emotionally? And so when we reflect at the growth, we say to ourselves. I'm proud of myself, or I could have done a lot better. Because when we don't do well, then we end up compromised. We end up with uh, a lowered immunity. We end up sometimes with uh, a marriage that's having difficulty with, uh, in, in regards of um, the emotional state. So it's important to just say, how can I grow from what I have experienced? And then take that forward into the new year.
0: Mm-hmm. So how do you recommend, because for many people, it's very triggering. It's so emotional for them to go back over, especially on a year like this, yeah. where there's just so many heavy things. How do you recommend people start to dive into those memories the past year without shutting down? Because I think that's what happens for a lot of people is they'll they'll start to dive into it and it's just too much. It's a flood of emotions, it's so heavy, they just shut down and they can't go there. So how can people sort of get through that that heaviness of it without having that happen
1: yeah well it's really important not to bottle up your emotions and so you know when i say turn within it says okay what is the um how am i feeling number one and um in regards to i say to i tell my patients check in with yourself on a daily basis but not just in the morning and at night when you go to bed throughout the day how am i feeling how am i experiencing life right now and if you say things to yourself like i feel tense i'm agitated uh that person upset me then that's again just one moment of I just can do some breath work right there I can release it and let it go I don't need to bottle up this is the problem when we keep bottling things then you have an explosion mm-hmm. but if we're just kind of being very mindful of as we go out through it out the day check in with myself how are you feeling I'm feeling a little you know my shoulders are a little tight okay well when was the last time I stood up after being at this computer for five hours okay let me stand up let me go get a cup of tea let me walk outside it's a beautiful day you know so we can change the uh, atmosphere of our mind by just disengaging and so often we just get stuck and especially now people are at home they're working at home they they're you know they're at home all day long and so they end up you know in the situation where um, they can't separate that time between, you know, uh, relaxation and create and creativity, and then doing this. And so I think, you know, if we kind of have our day in a more balanced manner, then it's a lot easier for us to navigate. And so bottling up emotions is not good. And so again, uh, I go back to that reflection. If you're feeling because there's so much agitation going on and I say if we just surrender to the fact that everybody has their own opinion it's just like for example if you uh, like this particular food but I don't like it now as my mate or as my friend I wouldn't condemn you or nor would I criticize you right we would just say oh that's so trivia but now what's going on is because there's such a division in the way people are thinking if their own family members their own household uh, is because that you don't think like me so therefore there must be something wrong with you and so that is about creating division and mm. so we have to just say to ourselves division is always wrong no matter what we need to come together and say how can two heads talk and meet in the middle and be okay to disagree with each other love each other the same it's like uh, i have many friends that um we have different belief systems about this last year now i love their soul So there's Mm -hmm. not anything that's going to tell me, there's not anything that's going to make me feel like, okay, well, I'm going to unfriend them. I'm not going to be their friend anymore because they don't have the same political views or the same religious views, any of these things, right? As I said, I love that person's soul. And Mm -hmm. despite where they want to stand on their soapbox, right? And that's kind of their, uh, their hero's journey. That's their journey. It doesn't necessarily need to be mine, but I can honor and respect them at the same time and just be okay, surrender. This is what you like. This is what I like, but let's not judge each. I think when the judging part comes in, it's where everybody feels very defensive. So it's been a a very challenging year, but at the same time a wonderful year to just take a real good observation of how are we handling this Mm -hmm. you know are we breaking down are we have you know so many people are on antidepressants, anxiety medication it's escalating and so we know that people are not handling it well and um you know i say utilize that time instead of watching tv all the time listen to beautiful podcasts that can inspire you you know i have a and a you know kind of a I say, you know, my mentorship of people that I that inspire me, and so there's not a day that doesn't go by uh, that I don't listen to a podcast that's going to lift my my souls up, give me a pearl of wisdom so that I could share with someone else. And so again, it's if I if I'm being contracted, how can I create expansion within that space so that I can still be creative, so I can still have the freedom, uh, and it can be more in a. Um, in a, inward rather than such an outward because we're so outward people it's like mm-hmm. people don't even know how to be alone anymore you know mm-hmm. if they don't have their phone stuck to their hand you know it's become an appendage and so wow all of a said now you're home what do you do well we don't want to watch TV every single night because then that becomes like you know a boring lifestyle right so how can we get creative behind what we're doing I think that's really an important is let's get our creative juices start being like kids and have that wonderment okay well what do we do now oh okay well how about we do this you know mm-hmm. instead of kind of reverting back to the complacency of just kind of zoning out
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i think a lot of it for many people is with such heavy emotions you that's what they went to yeah they went to zoning out and i think I don't think anyone's here to judge and say, look, you didn't deal with this appropriately. You should have journaled or you should have seen a psychologist, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I don't think that's what that's for. And I don't even know that that's necessarily what the reflection needs to be. The reflection doesn't need to be, I did this wrong, I did that wrong, I should have done this. I think it it's more of just an observation of how do I behave when I'm under an incredible stress. amount of stress? Yeah. How does my family behave? How do my friends behave? And we can look at that and say, okay... This year, this is what I defaulted to. I don't necessarily want to default to these things going forward in other stressful situations or in other stressful si- years. So, what can I do to help create better default habits when the stress comes? Because it's going to come. You know, oh, this absolutely. year might be an anomaly, but there'll be more in the future for whatever oh, reason. absolutely.
1: There's always gonna ha- we're always gonna have conflict, unfortunately. Um, you know, again, it's this all about. Um, how can I leave room for my imperfections so that I have room to growth in a loving, kind manner? Uh, if I, if something doesn't go uh, right, it doesn't go my way, and I get upset, what, then what is the benefit of me resisting or um, me holding on to something when I'm already upset to start out with? So, for example, mm-hmm. if something happens and I'm upset, okay, and then I um, uh, don't, uh, I don't. Um, let's say, um, work it out, I don't have a solution, I feel trapped in my talking brain that won't stop talking to me, now I can choose, to take that incident that I already feel bad in regard to something that didn't go my way, maybe got in an argue with somebody, and I can churn that thought pattern for a week. Mm. Okay, and so I always say to my patients, why do you wanna double dip in, in, in pain? You know, <laughs> First you're disappointed on what happened, and then I'm gonna beat myself up and say, oh, you should have done this, why didn't you do it that way, or why did they do this? And so we make up stories in our head because we've got a constant babble. The brain never stops talking to you so it's like a, a Morse code and before you know it it's sending a signal to all your body to have anxiety to have stress to have fear and so again it's like how do we control the babble well what we do is we be mindful and when it starts going off in a direction where it's actually making us feel discomfort we have to say to ourselves what is the narrative we're listening to in our head right now and if it's a narrative that is not a positive nature then we'd say well why are we choosing to put our attention on this is if this is not something that we want to create So i say look at like i'll ask patients a lot of times um you know what is your desired outcome right because Mm -hmm. they're here for a specific reason they're here for healing and uh, and we need to get really clear about what that looks like and so i help them to uh really put it in a uh, black and white so that they can so that the mental mind can begin to understand what the projection needs to be and um, you know when i say well what is your purpose or your passion sometimes people don't even know well I don't know. Right. And I said, well, um, what do you want? And sometimes they say, I don't know. Right. And I said, OK, well, let's just focus on uh, what would be your desired outcome on all areas of your life. Let's just say your your business, your family life, your health, your spirituality. So if we kind of did a, you know, a, cir- a circle. Right. And you had each little center of the pie, uh, something specific that was about in your wheelhouse in regards of how you live. And you just kind of take each one and say, okay, what is my desired outcome for my health? What's my desired outcome? for uh, 2021, what's my desired outcome? And so if you have a desired outcome, then you have the will to think that you're able to achieve it. So if I'm able to achieve it, there's gonna be action steps. And if I have those action steps very planned out, if I wanna be healthy, well then I have to eat a certain way, I have to think a certain way, I have to live a certain way, I have to exercise a certain way. So if I've got action steps to it and I don't do those action steps, then I'm in conflict with my desired outcome and so it's really important to kind of check in with yourself Is okay i want to exercise but yet i won't go work out right mm-hmm. uh, and so i'm in conflict with myself and this so this is where the turmoil begins to happen with this pull push pull kind of a mindset so it's like okay let's not do nothing but let's do something towards it i say okay well, if you don't have time to exercise for 30 minutes then just go for 10 or 15 minutes or five minutes get on your rebounder but don't just do nothing do something Seen, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's really important for people to just say, "What is my desired outcome and everything that I want to do or to accomplish?" These are the action steps. This is how I would get there. When I'm not in those action steps, I'm in conflict with myself. So then, chaos will begin to happen in
0: the mind. And I think I, we're diving into kind of resolutions here, and we'll get there in a second mm-hmm. too. But I think too, if when we're talking about how people have responded to the stress this year. So many people may be like, "Well, yeah, when I'm stressed, I just want to watch TV or eat or eat." Yeah, oh. yeah. As the nutritionist, or oh, yes, eat absolutely. It was, you know, it used
1: to be the 15 pounds when you went off to college, right? Oh, yeah. Now it's the COVID 19 pounds, right? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and so again, we always use things as our drug of choice to numb us out or to make us feel good. And food happens to be the most dopamine-oriented type of uh, a stimulant to the brain, like a drug, right? And so that's again another thing I say is like, you know, if you're eating, you know, for survivability Or thriveability, or or emotional, you we want to be really clear about why you're reaching for food, right? And so I always tell my uh, patients, I counsel them. I said, okay, well, if you're reaching for something. that is absolutely something you're gonna feel bad about eating. There's that, you know, bagel. There's that chocolate cake. There's that, you know, Snicker bar. Uh, but you know, you're emotionally feeling like I need a treat. I haven't been acknowledged. Um, I don't feel uh, I'm stressed, and so I'm gonna to go to for chips and, and something that's gonna be savory and salty is always an adrenal thing. Something that's chocolate oriented is always an acknowledgement thing. I haven't been acknowledged today, and you know, I've, I've been doing all this work, and nobody's even said anything to me. Right? I have no reward. So what do we do? We go for the rewards of the food. Uh, if I really don't if I feel really down and gosh I want my mom I don't want to make these decisions myself I want ice cream and cheese so you've got all these dopaminic effect of things or if I I want to be numb I want to take alcohol or drugs because I can't handle being in my own mind and so we use so many things as our drug of choice but that's what they are they're a drug okay and so they elicit a chemistry response within the body that always often when you're doing these things are not a good response. And so again, if we just paid attention, how's my body responding to life? Okay, I, I have a situation, I'm watching the news, I get really upset. Now I've allowed that that stressor to enter my home into my mind and cause me discomfort so i tell patients you have a choice you have a choice to what you let in and what you choose to keep out and so for me i just say to myself is that um if there's nothing that i can physically do myself to create resolution or to help then why am I worried about it? Because it's not my business. There's three businesses in life. My business, God's business, and your business. I cannot, you know, do anything in regards to make you eat and think and do, only you can. But if I have um, an invested interest in your outcome, uh, I give you advice and you say, Oh, that's so terrific, and then you do the opposite, I might get mad at you. So it's a conditional mindset. But again, I'm invested in what I would like you to do for your own good. You won't do it, so I feel the pain. So -hmm. that's kind of an oxymoron kind of thing, right? And so you want to just say to yourself, and this is what I say it's like, you know, all I can do is I can pray, I can meditate, I can send vibrational frequency out there but that's how i will uplift in regards of uh, all of all of the chaos that's happening around and so you know i just say don't let it in if it's something that makes you uncomfortable then you say i have compassion i feel their pain but i don't need to hold their pain and this is what happens is that day after day you're getting um you know, inoculated and very subliminal levels because you've got the Instagram, you've got the Facebook, you've got people tweeting, you've got all of these uh, things that are coming at you from so many different points of view that um, it's really hypnotic, you know? It's, it's, It's hypnosis, and so if you're aware, You know, uh, uh, it's any Pavlovian response. Same thing, same thing. People are going to start reacting in a very similar way, which you can see it now and say, no, I, I don't want to buy into that story. I don't want to buy into living my life based upon what ifs. Okay, what if stone not That's the future. What is now? The past, as you say, we leave 2020 behind. We can never recreate it. What we can do is look back and say, what did we learn? Wow, man, thank goodness I'm here on the other side. Now, what can I take what I learned and make it better in 2021? well one thing we can do is 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 in our own home don't create division within our own minds don't create division start having loving kindness to self to self first to your family members to your friends and then others uh and really get back to the foundation that really honestly we're all just one big family right and if we treated each other that way we wouldn't have the chaos we see right now and we would have complete acceptance we just say okay you know, it's it's the will of God. And let's just move forward. Let's lean into it um, rather than resist. And uh, when you resist, it persists mm-hmm. because life's going to happen the way it's going to happen regardless whether you like it or not. So show up for it. And rather than resisting and, and, and then, you know, uh, wasting time for change, um, lean into it and Just say, you know what, even though it's uncomfortable right now, I know that there's a greater good behind this. And you just have enough courage to step through. And then all of a sudden, you're on the other side, go, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this earlier? Why didn't I learn how to meditate before? Why didn't I learn I, you know, why didn't I realize how important nature was to me? Why didn't I realize how really actually Uh, um, scheduling time to be with my mate or to be with my family members why didn't I do this before I just looked at it as you know it had to be convenient for me rather than I had to make time so relationships could get better through this chaos Uh, situations with work can even get better because you're not in a stressful environment at work you're at home you could be in your pajamas for goodness sakes and so again let's look at the benefits of what we could what has been uh, presented to us rather than uh, the negative parts and and just kind of like, you know, like, like you ran a race, you know, you got some sweat beads, just kind of take those off and just, uh, have that mindset of, okay, I am exhausted, but now it's time to, uh, recuperate, to rest and to leave 20, uh, 20 behind and just be energized for the new year and just do it with that mindset. It's great. I learned so much about myself, uh, and I'm really proud that I might've acted, uh, this way before, but with all the meditation and all the stress reduction, all the connections, uh, that I would, um, Uh, that I was advised to do. I went through it and really, you know, I'm not scathed in regards of my own sense of person uh, and my own belief systems of happiness.
0: Yeah. And I think you said something, a really good tangible thing that people can take forward into the new year is if there's something that is actively triggering you, creating stress, you can choose to not let it into your sphere. And then, so there's really two things. There's stress we can control right. and there's stress we can't control. Right. And so it sounds like what you're saying, and I love it, is the stress you can control, the things that are giving you stress that you control, can control, you have an obligation to change it. If the news gives you so much stress, don't watch it. Yeah. Have someone give you the highlights verbally, maybe, or, you know, find some other way around it. If Having a conversation about a specific topic with a specific t- person gives you stress. Maybe you don't have those conversations for a little bit, you know, and then the things that we can't control. And I think that's the big thing is a lot of we can't control what's happening right now with the virus and some of the regulations in place. And I think that's where people just begin to feel very much like trapped animals. And I, when that happens, when we really don't have any control of this over the cir- circumstance, we really, at the end of the day, just have to go within and consciously release it. Release the need to control that and just say, I don't have any control of this, so I'm gonna release the stress around it.
1: Yeah, I think you know, uh, the word that we would wanna put is let go of feeling helpless. Mm -hmm. It's like go feeling helpless. I mean, I think that's what it is. It's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't do anything about this. You can do something about it. You can participate. You can be kind. You cannot have judgment. You cannot criticize. You can be compassionate. And so all of these things are what heals uh, heals us in regards of our our DNA, right? And and so uh, I think meditation is probably uh, my favorite uh, antidote and breath work. Breath work, I cannot say enough about it because it really raises your heart rate variability, which really, Is great because it really shows you your mortality rate you know the higher your uh, heart rate variability the like the the longer longevity of life and and the prevention of disease and when I have done uh, experimenting I've got an aura ring now and so this aura ring is able to tell me the quality of sleep my heart rate variability was I rested did I recover you know all these really interesting things I I like biohacking right But it's wonderful. And so with an experiment, I've been doing like about 15 minutes and 15 minutes is 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 work, okay, a breath work. And so I noticed that my uh, heart rate variability went up by 20 points just with breath work oh that's so when you i tell my patients when you find yourself waking up in the middle of the night rather than all of a sudden now churning what's going to happen with your day what didn't get resolved yesterday because the mind is going to speak to you regardless go straight into breath work and i say just try to count to 21 and Uh, Yeah, you can't even believe how difficult it is to get to five, okay, (laughs) without you having a thought. But it's uh, just to show you what the monkey mind you have. You know, you're so you do. You know, uh, uh, breath work. I like to do parasympathetic breathing, where you breathe in for a count of three through the nose. You hold it for a count of one to two. You open the mouth. You you know you verbally breathe out for a count of six. So it's it's a a double the exhalation, and it really relaxes the organs of the body. So your your your, uh, parasympathetic system. System, your nervous system, and it really calms you down. And so, again, if my brain is busy taking me all over the map, all this babble in my mind, then why don't I just direct it to the breath? And what it does is it gets me back into my body rather than in the future of what ifs. And so that's a beautiful thing. If I'm in my body, then I can be responsible for it. That's what I call loving kindness. I tell my patients, refer to yourself as far as your nervous system and your immune system as your child at the age of eight years old. That child at eight years old was smart enough to know better, but too young enough to know better, right? But was very affected by the emotional state in the atmosphere. Didn't have intellectual reasoning yet, so it was all emotional. Well, that's your immune system. It's based on emotional reasoning. It's not on intellectual reasoning, okay? So the more stressed out, the more fear, the more depression, the more you are depleting your immune system. So I would say to my patients, okay, here your, little, your child uh, failed at something, okay, and came home completely disillusioned. I, I'm stupid, I'm this, I'm that. Now, would you continue on with that conversation in a manner of, oh, you should have done better. You know, I can't believe you did that. Blah, 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 blah. You should be so ashamed of yourself. You would not do that to your eight-year-old child because you would have compassion and love and you would want to encourage her, right? Because then she'd start forming a belief system that she was not smart or things of that nature. But yet yeah, we do it to ourselves. So mm-hmm. I say, you know, be, have love, kindness to yourself. If you're tired, rest. If you feel that you... um have friendships that really aren't serving your highest interest it's okay to take a hiatus right you need to kind of have that recovery state and so that you can have create start creating equity um, and so if you're triggered all the time by little things you're losing equity and so then I can't when big things happen in my life I break down rather than being able to cope so I say D- use it as an experiment go throughout your day and just say to yourself um, i'm gonna see how many times i can create equity by not responding to negative things you know somebody uh cuts you off in front of the car you know instead of saying oh you blah 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 is just you know say "Woo," you know Bless them. I hope they get where they're going to go safely. You know, you come with a uh, co-worker and they um, are uh, edgy. You know, they didn't sleep well or they got in a fight with their their husband and they're edgy with you and they and they responded to you in a really curt way. And you took it very personally, like, oh, my gosh. I immediately start saying, well, well what did I do? What You know, and, um, and then you start getting an attitude. So rather than that, you know, why don't we look at these situations and say that person must be in pain in order for them to... Act that way to me, so rather than me acting back that way, meeting their frequency, which is going to lower both of our frequencies down. Why don't I just not even respond, but be compassionate and even say, "Gosh, I really understand your point of view," or what have you, or you know, um, or say nothing but bless them rather than even in your mind have a negative thing about that because even what you think and vibrationally reach people and so i say if you bless someone to say to that yourself i don't know what just happened to them that they would respond this this abruptly to me so let me bless them and as soon as you do that it's like putting a protective shield over yourself because then i don't walk away making up a story of what did i do or you know did someone say something to them that i said to them and you get this whole story in your mind and more babble Mm -hmm. so is this you know, a mm-hmm. wonderful opportunity to say, I'm going to create equity today. I'm not going to allow uh, things to disrupt my peace of mind. And when they do, I, I catch myself and I say, OK, breathe into it, surrender, let it go. You don't know what their story is, but bless them. And it makes it so much more beautiful by the end of the day. Um, when you I, I think people should reflect every day on you know what what could i do better and how can i move forward and um rather than just wait till the end of the year and going boy oh, uh, i'm so glad this is over with and yeah i really screwed up i didn't i didn't lose weight i didn't do this i didn't do that you know i mean how many people do goals and then the next year they just bring them over to the next year and then they bring them over the next year i don't like i don't like doing um Uh, New Year's resolutions I like doing New Year's intention I intend to do this because when I have a resolution and I don't do it then I feel like a failure right and then Mm -hmm. if I you know profess my uh, resolutions to other people then they're looking at you like hey you didn't even get you know a third of what you said you were going to do so it's all about setting the intention you know as a person you know how do I want to evolve and grow how do I want to create harmony in my world how do I want to progress how do I want to advance how do I want to expand and that's kind of really the reflection that I do in regards to uh, my passion and purpose is taking me in this direction. I wanna learn Ayurvedic, I wanna do this. So I've taken this opportunity as this, uh, uh, the time of um, confinement to have expansion. What am I learning? What am I doing? What am I, How am I able to be of more service? And so I think that um, uh, that is always a good place to start is with the self.
0: Mm-hmm. So when you're heading into a new year, mm-hmm. If you're comfortable sharing specifically, but you do do some kind of reflection and you use that to inform the intentions that you're setting for the next year. Now how do you, because what happens with so many people is, you know, they'll set 20 new resolutions and within the first month, none of them get done. So for, for those people, what's your advice?
1: Right. And so so what, what I'd say is be be realistic about what you want to experience. OK, look at what do I want to experience in the next year? Do I want harmony in my relationships? Do I want to advance in my career? You know, what is it that I want to experience? And I always say, you know, um, don't entertain any ideas that's contrary to your desired outcome. OK. And so, again, like I said, if I want to get healthy, why am I sitting on the couch and eating Cheetos? OK, I'm, that's not my desired outcome. So again, being really responsible, what I do every year, because I I, I, lo- I love ritualistic types of things. OK, so I say, OK, every year we have like a little New Year's party and I give everybody a piece of paper and I say, OK, what, what I want you to do is everything you want to let go of everything you want to let go of. Let's put it on this piece of paper. You're not going to read it out loud and you're not going to read it after I say, just start writing. When your pen stops, you're done. Don't sit there and go, what else do I want? What else do I want? Right. OK, then take it and let's roll it up and let's burn it. And so we have this like little fire pit and we all hmm. roll up our you know, what we want to release and let go. And then after that, we make like a little circle and then we we want to we're, we're there to hold a space for our intention. So my intention, you know, in 2021 is, you know, I might say something like, OK, I want to uh, study Ayurvedic medicine and um, I would like to. Uh, um, let's just say for for myself, you know, I would like to study Ayurvedic medicine. I would like to um, Complete my cookbook at that course online. So I want people to hold my intention And so that's what we do. So I love ritualistic things So again, I would say uh, people like to do resolutions kind of think about what's my intention and what's my desired outcome? And what do I want to experience and start from that point because then that's easier to uh, own Your resolution is because you are it.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think when you set that intention of what's the end game, it it helps inform what are the small things that you're going to change. And when you look at it that way, instead of like, you know, okay, I'm going to work out three days a week every week this year, Well, the odds that you maintain that are really, really slim. And then the first week you don't do it, everything starts to crumble. Mm. So if instead you go, no, my goal, my intention for this year is to just be healthier in general. And that means changing up some eating habits, changing up my exercise habits. And so but that allows you to have a little bit of flexibility in exactly how that looks any given day, week or month, rather than like a really strict, clean cut, You know, I'm not going to eat sugar all 2021.
1: Yes. No, I mean, it's good to have clarity, you know, not to be so abstract. I want to be healthy. The brain doesn't understand what I want to be healthy. What does it look like? What does it touch? You have to use the five senses. Okay. so it's like I want to um, let's just say, for example, someone says, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to get fit. And I say, well, what does that look like to you? Right, and so I get them to say, well, you know, uh, this is my comfort zone, this is my ideal zone, but this is my no-go zone. Okay, so we've got a parameter, and so how do we do that? So, like when I talk to my patients who want to lose weight, and we get, and they get to where they want to be, right? They're at their ideal weight. I say, okay, let's have a now we can go into maintenance, and we can have a swing rate. Okay, that swing rate is that you commit yourself to say. you know, I'm comfortable here, but I get if I get here, then this is the end game where I say, OK, no, 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 no. I need to go back to where I'm very comfortable. So let's just say um, on the weekends, I am a little more liberal with my diet and not in foods that are not of healthy, but just maybe I might have sushi and it's got rice in it or I might have, um, you know, something with a little bit more carbohydrates. Because you, you, I eat pretty much a, a very, very low carb, no grain diet. Right. I mean it's grain sometimes. That's this is my kind of cheat, my grain once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say, you know, uh, I gained two pounds, you know, by Monday, right? Now I can look at it like that's my swing rate. I'm okay with that because by Wednesday, when I've gone back onto my, my diet on Monday, on Wednesday it's gone. Right? But then if I don't go back onto the diet, then I carry those three two pounds into the weekend again and now another two pound comes and I carry it into the next week and another two pound comes. So I say Commit yourself to yourself. Okay, what's your swing rate where you find comfort when you get out of that zone? It's kind of like the navigation. It's like make the left turn, make the left turn. And it's going to keep going off until you pay attention. Uh, and sometimes we can turn it down real low because we don't want to have to hear it, right? And it becomes too much work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I always refer back to how much do you love yourself? And if I love myself, I want to honor my body. I want to treat it good. Uh, and I want it to, I want that child to get to out and play. You know, if, if you had a kid and you cooped them up all day long and they didn't get to play and they had to sit at that desk all day long, you'd have a really, you know, irritable kid. Well, we're the same, but we've just, We oh, we're all grown up. We've got to be so responsible, you know? Life is just so complex. Well, that's the problem. We've lost our wonderment and our curiosity and our playfulness. And so if we can kind of move, if we kind of weave that into our day a little bit, or our our weekends or something that we kind of reconnect with ourselves, then we can create some stability. And and that's what we all are looking for. Everybody just wants to feel okay. It's when we don't feel okay that we start taking notice. But how about if we feel good and just have the mindset, of I honor myself, so therefore I do these things lovingly. I take time to exercise, I take time to meditate, I take time to pray, I take time to connect with nature, I take time to be with my children, take time. And all of a sudden now, this time has everything to do with a beautiful tapestry of a happy, healthy life.
0: Mm -hmm. I really like what you said about, you, you ask your patients, tell me what that looks like. And I think that's a beautiful practice any of us can take into this new year is yeah, when I say I want to be healthy or when I say I want to have healthier relationships, what does that actually look like Mm -hmm. interacting with those people? What does it feel like? And I think that can really help you fine tune and keep a better vision of what you're looking for. I love that. I'm going to do that this year for sure. It's just journal out, you know, what am I wanting and what does that look and feel like in every area of it? Yeah.
1: I think when we really get that, you know, we are, the writer, the director, and the actor, but we're not the story, we can change it. Mm-hmm. And the brain is so incredibly malleable. So I, I call it the old brain, which is, uh, you know, I do a lot of emotional work with Evox. And when we work with Evox, we can say, see generational patterning just like DNA, right? you know a a child doesn't choose you know the characteristics they're going to get they're kind of just random right got my mom's color hair my dad's eyes i wanted her eyes right uh same thing with emotional trauma it actually gets imprinted on a cellular level on cellular memory so you can go six generations back that'll influence you today i call that the old brain so oftentimes behaviors are just like oh my gosh where did that come from well it came from the old brain but what we want is create the new brain. And the new brain is all about the data that we are putting in, rather than our ancestral behaviors, our parents' behaviors, their belief systems. And it's work, it's effort. And so again, this is the mindfulness. If I wanna have a conscious lifestyle, a conscious life uh, is, uh, I, want to, I want to feed the new brain. I tell my patients, you don't eat once a day, right? No. And I said, well then you have to spiritually feed your body once a day at least you know or twice a day in regards to just being in gratitude that's spirituality to me is i'm in gratitude that it's beautiful and sunny outside i'm in gratitude that everybody i love woke up healthy today it doesn't need to be a big windfall it's just to be mindful of all the gifts that are around us that we can hook we can connect with joy i mean right happiness is such a conditional thing if if you know if this this happens i'll be happy if that has, doesn't i'll be miserable uh and so again it's like no you can be miserable and have joy because something could just change that thing for you in one minute you could see your grandchild's face and all beautiful and your baby kitty and you get this oxytocin and though you got joy and so i think that there's so much joy that we don't naturally tap into because we're so clouded by what's not going right in our life and just say i am the writer So if I don't like the script that I'm playing, I'm not the story. I can change it. Mm. And that's where the malleability of the brain of repetition, you know, uh, having your your circle of influence of, you know, like I said, mentorship in regards to uh, those people that inspire you. uh, Listen to those podcasts so that you can start um, emulating some of these characteristics that they have. And then you can share with the people that you love.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. What I did last year was I asked myself. I need more things that feed my soul. Mm -hmm. And so I asked myself, what do I need on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, and a monthly basis to really feed my soul? And for me, those things look like, you know, daily, I need sunshine, I need movement, I need, you know, quiet alone time to reflect and journal. Weekly, I need extended time in nature, maybe an outdoor hike or going to the beach, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, quality time with family or quality conversation with family. And so and I have to say when I, when I shifted the focus from what do I have to do this year, what do I have to change this year to really just focusing on exactly that, feeding my soul more, what are the things that are going to just really fill me with so much joy and adding those in more. It, it was so different and it was so much easier to maintain because I did them and it did, it gave me so much joy to do these things and to honor myself in that way.
1: Yeah, it's so great. And, you know, spontaneity, we gotta, you know, say never let a moment go by that you can have some spontaneity. Like for example, uh, my sister's birthday was last weekend. And of course, because of the COVID thing, you know, we're not gonna have a big party that we would normally do, because, you know, we're a big family. But we just thought, okay, the people that we've been around, you know, um, very responsible, we'll have them over. And I thought, okay, well, how can we make this different? How can we make this fun? Because we're a family of chefs and, you know, we, we get together, it's instantaneous party, right? But you know, it's a lot of times it's eating and laughing and all that kind of stuff. But we don't, what's the fun part of where we really get to cut loose, right? So (laughs) I said to my sister, okay, well, it's just us guys, you know, mostly all girls. I said, but let's have a dance party, okay? And so uh, a couple of my friends came over and and I, I said, can we bring over your, you know, your speakers and your music? We danced till two o'clock in the morning, okay? And we were like a bunch of wild Indians. And it was beautiful. It was so much fun, you know? I looked up to the clock and I'm going, oh my God, it's 1.30, you know? And it was beautiful. I loved every minute of it. And we just had a blast. And, it, you know, I thought, okay, the party started at five o'clock, you know? And I thought, well, people would be going home around 9.30 or 10. But, you know, again, a spontaneity to do a primal basic movement I mean on all ritualistic of every culture there is there's cultural dance and movement right it moves the soul and so you know try that for 2021 okay we're still going to be in a lockdown kind of mindset but it doesn't have to be a lockdown in your mind your creativity and your growth and these little times even it's like at Thanksgiving okay just say hey you know what everybody it's so darn full right you want to you know instead of you know going for I we usually go for a walk all of us you know but then again make it fun let's just you know put some music on and and, and just. Get all the old folks out there and and get them dancing, (laughs) right? And you feel good because movement puts that nice, beautiful dopamine in the brain. and makes you feel good in your circulation, your lymphatic system. And again, it's just a real primal movement of the body.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's so beautiful. And I think that's like (laughs) such a good place to end it on is just...
1: Have some fun. Have some
0: fun. Yeah. Yeah, Be free in whatever way you can, you know? Yes. Exactly. We... I always look at it as, you know, look, whatever is going to happen in the world, at the end of the day, what I have control over is me, how I go through the world, how I respond, how I process things. And regardless of what is happening around me, I want to choose to show up as my best self in every situation as much as possible. And that for me is just what I come back to is I start to get stressed. I start to get fearful and I just say, look. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. I'm gonna be the best self yeah. that I can today in this situation, tomorrow, etc. Exactly.
1: Yeah, just breathe through it. Just you know, just let that let that air out, and all of a sudden, you know, you start to feel okay. I, I can cope. I can cope. And um, we, but what we want to do is get out of the just the coping mindset into um, I'm better than okay. I am better than okay, mm-hmm. and so we start to realize that. We say, well, wait a minute, then why am I you know, pulling myself in a direction that um, victimizes me in some sense? So again, we just take that responsibility. We do spontaneity. We say, you know what, here's my desired outcome. Don't entertain any ideas that are contrary to it. I always grade myself and that's where i leave room for my imperfections you know and 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 life will give you present you situations the more evolved you get the faster those lessons come right and i and i grade myself i said oh boy you know you really bought into the old brain you criticized you judged and even if you just did it in your own head you're feeling a little guilty aren't you right and so i i always say okay no let it go you know forgive yourself because you got an f
0: But that's okay
1: because you're aware you got an F, okay? And then and then and notice, notice when you are are changing. You know, I had this incident the other day. I told my sister, "Boy, two years ago I would have reacted like this." I go, but I didn't. I was very calm, and and it wasn't that I tried to be. I just was. But I what I did is I acknowledged my growth. I said, "Wow, I normally would have behaved this way." So if people can just have a loving kindness mindset in their mind okay and a compassionate mindset uh it would be beautiful you know i i'm gonna i'm gonna put my best foot forward to love you with a kind mind and a kind heart we wouldn't have the problems Mm -hmm. that we're having right now and we'd be able to really feel that we're supported you know not just by those who know us but we are supported
0: yeah yeah exactly as you said earlier love have compassion and love those around you and then have compassion and love that eight-year-old child inside of you too yes, yes. the same way that you would if it was truly an eight-year-old child yes absolutely that
1: was because that's what it is I think about that all the time to myself I just say okay L- Liliana what can you do for that little girl right now right and, and she's feeling stressed or she's feeling afraid what are you gonna do about that mm-hmm. and I do you know I say okay I'm gonna go foam roll I'm gonna go this that right <laughs> but it changes the synapsis in my brain that's triggering a negative emotion within me so there's so many ways for us to downregulate, uh, but again, the breath work I would say is really important. And there's so many different, uh, you know, deepak chopra, the winhof breathing. You know, you can go online and 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 learn how to these do these things. It's very very simple. Um, and then hypnotically suggest yourself positive things. You know, um, and then that's really important. So we start getting a positive dialogue and um, being loving kind to yourself when things don't go right. Say I'm I'm talking to the, my eight year old self that something went wrong. She's already disappointed. How can I uplift her spirits.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know you've done some great videos on Evox as well, so I'll make sure to link those in the show notes so people can learn yeah. more about that. Is that something you guys do virtually?
1: Yeah, we do it virtually, and, and Evox is, is a great feedback device that can very, very quickly identify what emotions are stuck in what organ systems and again when we say that you know you're looking at six generations back it's really quite interesting what we see because I can look at uh, when people are speaking they have stressors in their voice Uh, we call them stress inflectors so if we're talking about mom or dad I literally can map out a a parent's childhood so for the for the, the the child the patient I'm literally telling them what kind of a childhood their mom, dad, and dad had, so that they could be more compassionate to them in regards of what they did or did, did not get from their parents. Right? We seek out relationships to heal. You know, I was reading this great book, and uh, it's called "How to Get the Love." Uh, how to get, how to get the love you want okay and um, and it says you know from a child you learn very quickly on how to get people's attention and get what you want but you know as a baby you cannot you don't have ex- you don't can't speak yet so your cries okay so you your mama knows the cry of hunger mama knows the cry of a wet diaper mama knows the cry of oh, emergency hurt child okay begin to learn the language and the child becomes safe because when it calls which is the cry you come okay so when we get into relationships we are looking and this is what i was learning through this book and you know you kind of always knew in the back of your mind but they put it they put it beautifully was that you seek a relationship with familiarity of what you had in your childhood but you're looking for the best qualities and then what happens is you get involved in this relationship because all relationships are meant to heal what we would call you know childhood wounds or you know transgenerational wounds things of that nature is that all of a sudden, you know, it's going great. You know, the first year, it's all this honeymoon-ish kind of mindset, move together, you get married. And all of a sudden now, it's not really going your way. And like a child, you start to scream out. But instead of crying out, we have a voice and we start complaining. I'm not getting enough attention. I'm not getting this, you didn't do that. And that's, And so if we would look at my beloved, you are crying out for me, what do you need? We'd have a different point of view on how we would relate to each other, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so just can you know again, I always just say go back to that mindset of I am not, I'm I'm gonna deal with an eight year old child. There, how would I talk and speak to that person with compassion and love? And you would mind your words.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Liliana, that this conversation has made me excited yes. to reflect Good. on 2020 and excited to go into 2021 with just renewed energy, renewed hope, a renewed soul, all of the above. And I cannot wait for our audience, our patients to hear this talk with you. Well, thank you for inviting me.